Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. We are Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim, and we are four women on one mission. We are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence, build strength, and ditch feelings of unworthiness. Releasing the shame around your struggles is hard work, especially if you feel alone. And so we wanted to create this podcast as a way to unite women of all ages, from all locations, all sizes and shapes, and really just want to invite you to sit at our table. Come as you are. Health and fitness is for everybody. And we're here to remind you that you belong, you matter, you are brave, you are capable, you are deserving of success. Maybe right now you don't truly believe those things, and that's okay. When we first got started, we didn't either. But we promise that each episode, we will show up vulnerably. We want you to realize your potential and the truth of who you really are. We will help you step into success and acknowledge that the power already lies within you. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. And welcome back to another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. We are so, so happy to have you here. And I, of course, have my three very glamorous assistants with me this evening, um, Sam, Marcy and Kim. How are we all, ladies? Hello. Oh, we're good, good, good. Hi. And she is sounding super, super sexy this evening. <laughs> I don't know that any of us look glamorous. I think me with my double glasses on is like the new fashion of 2020. I don't know about I didn't even notice you were wearing double glasses. <laughs> It's my regular prescription glasses and my blue blockers. And so, yeah. That is going to start a trend. (laughs) So, ladies, I would love to start off just hearing a little bit about what's going on in your lives currently. Bam, let's go to you first. What's been happening? You've had loads of stuff going on. Yeah, I do have loads of stuff. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me recently is I just joined a business mastermind um, with Amanda Bucci and um, it's been a fucking whirlwind of amazingness and a little scary because it was a big investment. Um, But like really, like it's just, I feel like I'm on a whole nother level of myself. Uh, and that feels really cool. Cause I, I don't know, but just like, I've started to unlock and see some of my own power. So that feels really fucking awesome. <laughs> That's where I'm at oh, right now. You're even more of this power than you were before. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, it's funny. Like, I feel like I was not, I was not like owning my shit. Like I now see like, Oh my God, I'm I have so much power. Like, I'm amazing. Like, this is great. Like, I love everything. Life is good. Like, I don't know. And it's just like this newfound love for myself and life. And I just want to share it. And yeah. <laughs> and start your own trends and wearing two pairs of glasses. Yeah. I know. I wish you guys could see me right now. I'm like really, I'm, I'm really like style. <laughs> Miss Marcy, what's been going on with you? 
Well, I can't really compare to that. <laughs> yeah, you can. Just make, make something up. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I don't have a whole lot going on right now, to be honest. Last week was kind of a whirlwind. I was down in L.A. visiting some friends of mine. And then Samantha met me at the airport. Yes, <laughs> right off the plane. <laughs> and she hung out with me in my town for a couple days and we had a lovely time so really like I'm just kind of playing catch up for that right now I've got to move at the end of the week so that's always moving oh my gosh where are you um but yeah so that's not not a whole lot just same old same old for right now where are you moving to Marcy do you know yet to be determined be determined. Watch this space. Exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kim, what's going on with you? Okay. So mine does not sound nearly as glamorous as Sam's or as exciting. Wow. Moving. Um, so I'm going to tell you, I, I love traditions. There's a holiday this week, which means I'm all about uh, getting ready for the holiday. So my family's Valentine tradition, I started when my kids were just itty bitty that they still get excited about, which makes me happy because they're big teenagers. I send them on a little scavenger hunt every Valentine's day. I give them heart-shaped clues that I make for them and they say funny things on it and they have to like, it'll like send them to different places in the house. And as they've gotten older, I've made them harder and harder. So they have to really think. I mean, I have to really think to make these clues. And then at the end, there's always a present for them. It's always some kind of candy and then something like this year. I got my daughter a new phone. I love that. Yeah. So I've been kind of working through in my mind what we're doing. You are so cool, Kim. Like (laughs) the coolest fucking mom ever. What? I like doing stuff like this. I really do yeah. like it. No, it's totally inspiring to me. Like, I don't even know if I want children, but even I'll do this shit for my dogs at least. You know? Like, <laughs> I've got to do something fun like this. I don't know if the dog could do it, but you could <laughs> do it with Kurt. <laughs> hey, Kurt, go look in that corner. <laughs> I'm going to make one for myself. Valentine <laughs> for this guy. I'm going to just like, hide stuff all around London and go on my own little. <laughs> Pressure hugs. How about you, Sarah? What's going on with you? Um, so I um have decided randomly today because I should have been going to Boston next week to see Sam, but she is having a procedure done. So we have decided that is not happening. So I've actually decided I'm gonna fly to LA on Monday and then I'm gonna go to Vegas for a few days. Nice. Not not completely randomly. I have just actually um, taken on a new business coach. And so I'm going to go and do my first session with her in Vegas at the end of next week. So That's amazing. Yeah. Does she live in Vegas or is she visiting as well? So she is from Vegas, but she doesn't actually live there full time anymore. And she's actually just about to go and live in Vietnam for a few months. Oh, wow. Yeah. All very, very exciting. Um, So I would say that is probably the biggest piece of news at the forefront of my mind right now. That's big. That's huge. We've all got good stuff going on. Yeah. Um, What we need to dig into and what this episode is going to be all about for you beautiful listeners is we're going to talk about morning routines. And I will fess up and say, 
I have a bit of an obsession with morning routines. It's a year old long obsession. Um, but the morning routine is just such an important part of your day because those precious moments, and I'm sorry if I sound like a Hallmark card right now. <laughs> those precious moments when you first wake up in the morning are basically your chance to be able to make a conscious decision about how you want to show up in your day. Who do you want to be? What shoes do you want to put on? Not literal shoes. Um, but you can, you can have a few minutes just to, you know, start making some good decisions. And what happens is if you roll over in bed and the first thing you do is pick up your phone and start scrolling through emails and Instagram and all of the things, you have basically gone straight into distracting your mind. So you are no longer like in the space to, be able to consciously set yourself up for a truly successful day, which is why even if it is only just a few minutes, just not doing that thing of immediately distracting is so, so important. And <clears throat> it's why I harp on about it so much. So I think a good place to start with this would be for each of us to share. I can already see Kim smiling. <laughs> I saw your Instagram story earlier. Um, what your kind of current routine, morning routine looks like and maybe where your morning routine used to be at so maybe like a before and after of your morning routine um who should we start who's looking i'm gonna go marcy okay <clears throat> so i have had a pretty solid morning routine now for i would say this sounds so specific the past eight months maybe <laughs> Uh, before that, I didn't have much of one at all because I would always have to be at work very early and my sleep is precious to me. So my morning routine was really sleeping in as long as possible, which was the 5.30 or 6 o'clock. And then I would basically be up, brush my teeth, get my stuff and rush out the door. And I felt like a chicken with my head cut off, just constantly stressed out, overwhelmed. And it was a really bad way or a really bad feeling to start my day. So I decided, all right, sleep is important to me, but rather than trying to sleep in later, I'm just going to make a really concerted effort to go to bed a little bit earlier. I really think your morning routine starts with your evening and what time you go to bed, how you unwind so that you can feel good getting up in the morning and you can accomplish some of those things that you need. So first it started with going to bed earlier and then waking up a little bit earlier and I would meditate for a few minutes and then I would go right into my journaling practice and then that was kind of what I started with. Um, and really that only took, I would say 20 minutes total. So everyone hears, oh, morning routine. And I think that 
Instagram influencers kind of screwed people over in this regard where they were talking about, you know, getting up without an alarm and staging their house and, you know, making some like really elaborate, like tonic to drink and then meditating for 30 minutes and journaling for an hour. And it's like, who has time for that? <laughs> you know, like, amen. Like, please. <laughs> like, yeah. So that was just totally unrealistic. So I just started really small, you know, not letting perfect be the enemy of good. I would meditate for maybe five minutes. I would journal for five minutes. Um, I have something called literally the five minute journal and it takes five minutes or less to do. And that was a really good way for me to start a journaling practice because one of the reasons why I procrastinated on doing that for so long, besides it just being a time issue, was not really knowing what to write. And so this one that I got, it gives you prompts. It's very short, so you really can't fail with it. You have no excuse not to do it because it hardly takes any time. So that is what I started with. And really that's kind of like what I'm continuing to do. Um, I've experimented with different types of journaling, different types of meditation. Now I'm getting into some breathing exercises, which I'm sure Sarah will talk all about. <laughs> um, and, and then now I have a really aggressive skincare routine. <laughs> so, <laughs> which let's be honest is the most important part. <laughs> my God, hell yeah. How long does the skincare routine take? That's what I want to know. Well, oh gosh, I hate but hate admitting this. So like four months ago, I hired a skincare coach, so to speak. Not really a coach, but I did a consult with this woman and she put me on this really aggressive medical grade skincare regimen. And that shit took me a good 20 minutes. So I will admit that once I started that, the journaling kind of went to shit. I was like, well, one thing's got to go and it's not going to be the skincare. <laughs> yes. So, so I, 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 well, cause I was doing, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't start doing the holistic psychologists future self journaling and that was taking a good 20 minutes. So I had gotten out of the journaling habit a little bit and now I realized it's the skincare routine that I can't keep up with like financially really. Um, so I've cut back on that. So now that's maybe 10 minutes and now I have more time for the journaling, which really I know is the most important. <laughs> so, uh, and then once I get to work, I take like a 10, 20 minute walk outside. So that's pretty much it. I love that. You could almost with your like skincare routine, you could kill two birds with one stone and do more like a kind of like meditation where you're just being really focused on what exactly what you're doing oh that's a good idea could you imagine if I did Wim Hof breathing while I did my skincare routine oh my gosh I think it's called active meditation I was reading about it recently um just as just being really conscious and in the moment of you know, what you were doing and really focusing on it is also, you know, as um, impactful on the mind as kind of, you know, sitting still. So if you're short on time, that is something. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And you know, the same thing can be said about going on a walk and I'm terrible at this. I'll be honest. I love listening to podcasts, 
So I'm kind of a, like you were saying, kill two birds with one stone. So when I go for my walk, I'm always listening to something, whether it's a podcast, audible, whatever, when really I know what I should be doing is using that as my active form of meditation where I'm not listening to anything. I'm taking in the sights. I'm listening to the sounds. I'm not on my phone, but we're all a work in progress, aren't we? Well, exactly. And, you know, sometimes you can do it and sometimes you can't. None of us, you know, there's always room for flexibility in anything. True. So, Kim, let's come to you. Let's rock with it. Well, I have to say I really resonated with what Marcy was saying about, like, influencers making us feel like our routine needs to be something amazing. Because what she was saying, I was like, yeah, that's what I kind of imagined. And, um... I got to be super honest here. I don't really have a great morning routine. Um, I've been working on having one since last summer when I spent time with the three of you and I was watching you all do your morning routines and I was like, I don't have one. And I haven't settled on something that's working for me yet. I mentioned to my daughter last night that we were doing this episode and I'm like, dude, I'm going to look like a complete like loser. I don't have one. She's like, and she was, she's like, mom, you absolutely have a morning routine. And I'm like, I do what? And she's like, you get up and you do something for work and then you wake me up and you make my lunch and you make my breakfast and then you try and sing to me and give me a kiss before I leave and then I yell at you and then I go. <laughs> and I oh was my like, God, that's adorable. <laughs> I was like, that really just typically describes our morning exactly. So oh. I will say, I thought about it. I'm like, all right, I do, I do a couple of things that I think is, that are good for my morning. I need a lot of help here, ladies. You guys can coach me up here on this call. But I will say something Marcy said is I do at night write out my to-do list for the next day. So when I wake up, I have my planner here. I know what needs to get done. I know what's prioritized. So I don't just wake up and like think what, you know, what's next. So that's good. I've worked really hard recently on going to bed at a reasonable hour. So I'm not waking up like already tired. The other thing is I really do prioritize present moment with my kids. I would do it with my spouse as well, but he's long gone by the time I wake up. He works in another state, so he's gone. But when I wake up, I do put my phone away. And it's very few moments I have with my kids. And a lot of it, honest to goodness, is not pleasant. Like they're snapping at me or something, but I find it very important to be present for them in their comings and goings. As teenagers, when they decide they want to talk to me, I want to be there. And so I like to be there in the morning if they have something to say and paying attention. So I do feel like that is an important part of my routine. Otherwise, it's a real crapshoot, ladies. Like when one of you was just talking about putting their phone away, I really think that's, that's going to be a first step for me. Sarah, it was you. Yeah. I think that just in these few minutes that we've just been talking, it just dawned on me and I made a note. I need to put my phone that is somewhere that is not next to my bed. I need to get an actual alarm clock that does not involve my phone. I think I need to start waking up and not touching the phone until after what, and that might be for now, literally the only step I can handle, like just not going to look at the phone until after the kids leave and maybe I'll go from there. Um, so yeah, my, my morning routine is a hot mess and I've tried meditation and I didn't like it. Didn't feel like it was a good fit. Tried some other things, tried like doing some journaling. I always felt very stressed. Like I've got to get onto the things that have to happen early this morning. So I'm not there yet, ladies. No, but I do, I do honestly think that that just taking that step of not touching your phone and having that boundary there is going to be amazingly powerful for you and a really good first step um, and it will also help you to be more present with the kids because you're not already thinking yeah you've seen that email that you're dealing with or, it's true yeah i need to respond right now no, and know. i do it 
I do exactly what I do, Sarah, even though I don't have the phone. I specifically, as soon as I hear them coming down the stairs after I've woken them up and I'm down here, I put it down. So I'm not looking at it, but you're right. I'm already thinking about like, what did she say? I've got to message her back right away. So you're right. I really do. Kim, I want to acknowledge you for what you just said. Like, it takes balls to say what you just did. Like, to just like straight up, just like not even admit it, but just like acknowledge where you are. Yeah. It's like, it's not better or worse or like, we're not more like holy than thou. I think like, <laughs> and I, I just want to acknowledge you because like we all start somewhere and that's like a really beautiful moment to witness is like, oh, I have this thing I want to do and I want to do it. So I just want you to like, just feel that. <laughs> well, thanks my dear. Yeah. Well, and let, let me chime in really quick too and acknowledge you as well. Uh, I am a morning person in the sense that I can be productive in the morning, but I'm also a morning person in the sense that I like to be alone. <laughs> and yeah. so if, you know, I had kids or even I, when I was living with my parents and I would get up and, you know, somewhat early, my mom would already be up and I would go out into the living room and she would be drinking her coffee on the couch and she would want to like shoot the shit at six in the morning. It was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and, and so I would be kind of, uh, what's the best word? I don't know, irritated and moody. So I acknowledge you for being able to be like loving and present with your kids. So that's something that I would need to work on hmm. is being that way first thing in the morning when all I want to do is be by myself. So <laughs> yeah, we're all, we're all work in progress. No shame, no beating yourself up. I appreciate that. Yeah. Absolutely not. So, Samantha, what does your double glass wearing self's morning routine look like? Oh god. Um yeah, so let's see. I'm going to I'm going to go in the reverse way. I'm going to talk about like where it was and kind of like how it's evolved. Um so when I started training clients in person and even when I was in architecture, my morning routine was wait till the last possible second to get out of bed, put on absolutely no makeup, not try, um, and just get the fuck out of the door. And like, there was so much stress and anxiety and overwhelm in the morning. And I used to bike to work. So I would be like biking like a fucking madman. Like I would blow red lights. It was just like, I was going 90 miles an hour from the second my feet hit the floor. And I I don't know that I was breathing. Like I was just constantly like, (laughs) and then I got into the office or I got into the gym and I was just like, oh my God, like, okay, here we go. Another day. And that just perpetuated for a long time. Um, And I didn't really know any different either. Like that was just the normal. And I always heard about morning routines and I'm like, who the fuck has time for like, this like hour long meditation, self-care, love journey in the morning. And I'm like, I don't have time for that shit. Like what the fuck is wrong with these people? And I just felt very like, that's them. That's not me. And almost like dismissive and like judgy about it. Um, And then, you know, throughout the course of transitioning to all hundred percent online and like being my own boss and like creating my own schedule I started like waking up at like eight, nine, sometimes 10 a.m., which 
you know, it feels great to sleep in bed, but it does not feel good when you get out of bed that late and you're like, what the fuck did I just do? Like, I just slept the whole day away, it felt like. And it was like this, like, this judgment and guilt of myself and I felt like crap. And then I would like make, that would just be the tone of the day. And it was kind of icky because then all of the decisions that followed it were kind of full of guilt and shame around me sleeping in and not doing the things I should have been doing. Um, And so I think it took me a good year, year and a half of that feeling to finally, like, I just lost my shit. I had this morning where I slept through my alarms. I was so pissed at myself. And I had this moment of like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, why can't I just have the morning routine? Like, why can't I just do this thing? And I was so, I was so like in my head about it. And, um, and then I, I started realizing like I was doing, I wasn't doing my morning routine because I actually hadn't created anything I enjoyed. Like, I felt like I had to do this thing that everyone else was doing and it had to look a certain way and like it had to be this hour where I meditated and did all these things I didn't currently do and so I was just trying to go from like zero to a hundred I was trying to wake up at 6 a.m when I was currently waking up at 8 30 like it was just this like huge disconnect so I kind of took a step back and I was like okay what is realistic? And I think that was a huge shift. Like, I don't have to get up at 6 a.m. Like, that's not my jam. Like, I actually like staying up a little bit later. And I, I like that. And I don't, I don't want to get up at 6. Like, I actually want to get up at like 7, 7.30. And that's okay. And so I think once I gave myself permission to like, do the thing that felt like it was working for me. And I was like, oh, I don't have to get up at 6 a.m. And like, go to bed at 10. And I could go to bed at 11 and wake up at seven and that's okay. And um, so I think like just coming from a different place of like, oh, it doesn't have to be this extravagant thing. I think when I really like just stopped being a dick to myself, that was huge. Um, and, And then creating an environment that was like cozy and kind of, I looked forward to it in the morning. Like I realized the reason why I didn't want to get up in the morning was because all I did was go right into my work. Like I didn't have time for myself. And so like, I don't care how much you love your work. And even if you're in the most aligned place in your life where your life is so much meaning and purpose, you don't want to be working the first thing you get out of bed. Like there was no time to breathe or like create the space to plan. And I was trying to do that. So I was like, okay, what's going to make me feel like really grounded and just like the, like the word cozy, I don't know, just comes to mind. So I was like, oh, I'm going to like, sit in my comfy bed and like then let me snuggle in a blanket and like have my coffee and that's going to be really nice. And so I started implementing like something I enjoyed for the first thing getting out of bed, not something that I felt like I had to do or I should do or like, oh, I should journal. It's like, no, I, I actually just want coffee. So I gave myself permission to have coffee first And that was really nice because I was like, oh, I just gave myself what I want. Like I had that power the whole time. (laughs) So I did that. And then I, um, then I started adding in some like writing. So I, I practiced gratitude in the morning. That's like the first thing I do. And, um, I kind of created over the course of the past, like six months to a year, I created like a little template and it's, I think of it less as journaling, to be honest, and more just like writing. So 
I practice gratitude. So like anything I'm grateful for health, um, you guys, like my clients, my business, um, the fact that I can walk, uh, like my warm cup of coffee, if the sun's shining, like really just the simple, beautiful things about life. Um, Sam, is this the template that you currently are offering on? Yes, 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 yes. I have to tell you, I don't know if you noticed, but I signed up for it this morning. <laughs> so yeah, I, did. I, I haven't opened it yet, but <laughs> Sam has a template she's doing for morning routine. So I figure yeah. I should, I should look that over. Yes. And I'll, we'll share it with, we'll share it with you guys so you can have it. Um, and it's like a four part thing and it's, it's really just meant like do it in two minutes, do it in 10 minutes. Like it, it doesn't, it can be whatever you want it. You don't have to do the whole thing. You could do one part, but for me, I've, I've landed at a place that's practice gratitude because if you don't start your day off focusing on what you have, then you're going to focus on all the things you haven't done yet, or you're not yet, or all of the lack. So focusing on the good shit. Um, and then secondly, any limiting beliefs or like anything I'm scared of or anything that's kind of coming up for me, I create like affirmations around that. So like I am becoming someone who blah, blah, blah. So right now, like a big thing for me is money and like breaking all my like money blocks and limiting beliefs around money. So I'm talking a lot about like, I am a magnet for money. Like the more money I have or the more fun I have, the more money I make. Um, and like starting to create affirmations around the thing that I used to struggle with. So that's um, a really great space to kind of rewire your brain first thing in the morning. Um, and then I, I set an intention for the day. Like it could be anything based on what the day is. If I have a, a shit ton of podcasts or like calls with clients, like just being super present and listening. Um, that's a huge one for me is like not trying to fix someone or something, just like being present and holding the space for them or just being there. And then lastly is my one, three, five list. And that's like my to-do list. So that helps me create priority around the day. So I don't feel like at the end of the day, I did all of these like stupid little tasks and didn't actually get anything done. So the one, three, five list is like one big thing. Um, that I have to get done for the day. It's like, if I do this thing, I will feel good going to sleep at night. Three medium things, which you may not get them all done. That's okay. Just that they're there. And then five little things. So like, maybe you got to call your doctor or like bring your kid to practice or go grocery shopping or like some small stuff that it could be done tomorrow or the next day, but just it's on your radar. So it really just helps me like sort the thoughts out in my head. Um, and there's so much going on in there. Like, hundred Google tabs. That's like my brain. So I really, I just have to get out of my head. That is like, got to get out of my head, be in my body. And that for me is just like, I feel way lighter when I do it. And I, I think I do it every day, even if it's like some days, like maybe I only can give a minute to it, but just get it out. Just like brain dump it, whatever. Um, then after I do that, I eat breakfast, I go for a walk and I try not to listen to anything. Sometimes I will, but just go for a walk to, to move around. And then I start my work and that I don't really start working until like between nine and 10. Um, but I do notice that I'm way more productive. I'm way happier. I just like get shit done because like I have a plan and you can't just like go into your day without a plan. You can't wing it. It's like anything like you can't wing your diet. You can't wing your finances. You can't like, what makes you think you can accomplish shit in your day if you don't have a plan? And I used to think like, oh no, I got it. I'm good. Like I'll figure it out. And I've never figured it out. And I always felt stressed. And I was like, what the fuck? Why do I keep doing this to myself? So yeah, that's kind of my my jam. Sorry, I just talked a lot. <laughs> good. It was really, really insightful.
insightful and I think um, the 135 is um, very important for anyone who is you know maybe struggles with finding it when they get to the end of every day that they have literally not done the one essential thing that was their do or die for that day because they never actually wrote it down and went I need to get this done today and um, so yeah, yeah. thank you so much for sharing yeah one more thing i actually forgot and this take two seconds i don't touch my phone until like 8 30 9 a.m and i get up around between 7 and 7 30 i do not allow myself to touch my phone i don't check my email i don't check instagram i put my phone upside down and i don't touch it and i swear it it's like the world's still gonna be there your clients are still gonna be there fucking instagram's still gonna be there but you got to create that space for yourself. And I'm so good about it in the morning. Nighttime's a different story, but that's okay. I'm working on that, you know, like, but morning. Yeah. I've really created that boundary and I, I use a legitimate alarm clock. I, because I, I am like, I don't even want to touch my phone. I don't want to see it. It's not going to add to my life in the morning. And I would never wake up early to scroll on Instagram. So I know that that is not something I should be spending my mornings on. Like, you know? So yeah, that's, that's the other thing is like having a clear boundary for me. I got to work on the nighttime and that's okay. But yeah. Yeah. No, I, I will say really quick to, um, going yeah. off of point or Sam's point with her to do list. That is something that I recently implemented. I would say just within the, the past three weeks. So I am a huge fan of this guy, Andy Frisella, who is a serial entrepreneur and I listened to his podcast religiously and there was this one that was titled win the day and he talked about his power list so he breaks it down into the five priorities that he needs to accomplish during the day and I was like oh I really like that so power list is different than to-do list kind of like what Sam was saying so I write separate from my journal where I'm talking about the gratitude and intention setting. I will write down, okay, what are the five most three to five most critical tasks that I have to get done? Like these cannot be pushed off until tomorrow. And sometimes it's the, the big scary thing that I don't want to have to get done and that I really want to procrastinate doing. And that I would always say to myself, oh, that can get pushed off to tomorrow. And then it gets pushed off till next week or next month or it never gets done whatsoever. Um, and then the to-do list, which is, all right, this would be great if I check these things off the list, but if not, those can get moved to tomorrow and the world's not gonna end, it's not a big deal. And I will say, it feels like the weight of the world has been lifted off my shoulders. I am very good about remembering everything. Like I kind of, I don't want to say I have a photographic memory, but like I don't forget shit. And even though I have so much going on in my head, but it was just like the act of writing it down and seeing it in front of me was just this huge stress reliever. And yeah, it cleared up so much mental space and, and even emotional space, I would say as well. So I cannot say enough good stuff about the to-do list and how that can reduce your feeling of overwhelm. I think, Kim, I need to follow suit on what you do and do it the night before so that I'm not going to bed thinking about everything I have to do tomorrow. Whereas I, right now, I'm doing it as part of my morning routine. Okay, what do I need to get done today? When really, I think it would be better to get it all out in the, uh, in the evening. 
Yeah. yeah. Marcy, you're, um, you just got up, brought up a really great point too. Like in, in the morning, your cortisol is the highest. And so like you're naturally in fight or flight mode. So yeah. going into the morning, feeling like on top of your shit is going to really help like your actual stress levels and your cortisol levels. Cause if you, your, your cortisol is highest first thing when you wake up. And if you kind of jump into your day, like, you know, boom, then you're already stressed out and then you're putting more stress on top of that. So I think yeah. the, the having the power list or the one, three, five list or whatever list, it's more just about creating priority and rather than just like listing everything, because if everything is a priority, then nothing is a priority and then nothing gets done. You know? Agreed. So uh, I think we've saved the best for last because Sarah has been the literal queen of morning routine. So let's hear yours. I love my morning routine, but everyone else might be like, whoa, very uh, underwhelmed right now. Um, so my morning routine for years was literally wake up, roll over, get on my phone, start comparing myself to people on social media. <laughs> look at messages, get annoyed, then get up, look in the mirror, start, you know, slagging myself off. Oh my God, what, what, what is that? Look at you, what cellulite, all of the things. Go to the bathroom, weigh myself, get depressed about that if it wasn't the right weight. Then I would then go downstairs, eat breakfast and head out into the day in a dreadful, dreadful state. Um, and so my morning routine was, yeah, a bit of a mess really. And as Sam was just saying, talk about cortisol levels like literally I felt the cortisol coming out of my eyeballs because it was just I was literally like oh my god this is awful so I would say hand on heart my love of the morning routine has only really developed very strongly in the last year or so and it got off to a rocky start if I'm being honest because I like all of the ladies here kind of thought that I had to do all of the things that you see on the Instagram influencers. You know, if you don't get up at 4.30, you are never going to be successful, all of the things. Um, and so I really struggled to get consistent with it because like Sam was saying, I wasn't doing stuff that um, was relevant to me or that I actually looked forward to doing the minute I opened my eyes. So anyway, over the last year, I have kind of experimented a little bit and have really gotten into, I now haven't missed doing a morning routine in, well, I think since probably last March. So that's pretty, that's pretty good going. Um, and my morning routine now is I wake up at 5.30 on most mornings, but there is flexibility with that. And I will do some breath work straight away. Um, at the minute, well, as of beginning of this week, I've gone back to doing what I was originally doing, which is um, the Wim Hof breathing, which I actually put a um, link on my Instagram story yesterday. And Marcy had a go with the old Wim Hof breathing. And it's, it, I can't even really describe it to you, but I would say, like, if you've never heard it, um, heard of it or tried it then head over to YouTube YouTube, and just put in Wim Hof breathing technique and it's basically this like really deep proper breathing so belly breathing and into the chest and you do rounds of I think 30 breaths and then he gets you to hold your breath at the end 
And basically the first round, you manage to hold your breath for a minute and then you hold it for a minute and a half and a minute. What? No, and seriously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's mm-hmm. like, and you don't think that you're going to be able to do it. Like you just think, no, there's no way. But you literally, and you feel your body, you can feel all of these sensations in like tingling and your body temperature changes. And it's, I almost sometimes feel, and it's going to sound very dramatic, a bit like I'm kind of levitating a little bit. It's like, it's, it's, it's so, so powerful. So that is something I, I, I used to do it. And then I stopped because I started doing some other types of breath work. But I've gone back to this. And when I first did it again, I was like, oh my God, why did I ever stop doing this? It is literally amazing. So I will do that. And then I meditate for maybe like 10 minutes, just complete silence. And I will get up, journal, have coffee. And then I will have a shower and get into my day. And in my journaling, I am literally, I just view it as my mind management. So it's basically me, I do day and night pages every day. So in the morning I will get up and I will just empty out everything that's in my head. Some mornings, none of it makes any sense whatsoever. Other mornings, it makes a bit more sense. Sometimes there's ideas, but it just really helps me to just take the jumble and just get it all out on paper and then piece through anything that I think might need some extra attention and like Sam said maybe put some affirmations in um, and then set my intention for the day who do I want to be like how do I want to show up and that for me has just been you know absolutely kind of game changing like I don't walk out into the world feeling like a crazy possessed human being anymore like I actually go into my day and thinking yeah life is actually pretty darn good so um yeah that's why I just love it so much and I look forward to it and I think that's really important and I just know that the benefits are just huge so um, so what I would like to know is obviously we've kind of established our own morning routines, but when it comes to our clients, how do you approach this with your clients? Because obviously we know how powerful it is, but it can sometimes be a hard sell for someone to persuade them that they do have time in the morning to actually do something. So I just would like to hear from each of you, like what you kind of do with your clients and how you manage that. Uh, Sam, let's go to you first. Yeah, um, this is something I do with all my clients right now, actually, because I just think it's so incredibly powerful. Like if you want to make any change in your life, um, it has to come from you. And if you'd never create the space to do it, then like it's not just going to like appear one day. So um, we get clear on like where they're at now. So if they're in a place like I was where they're getting out of bed and like sprinting to work, like, okay, like what's the smallest thing we can add in that will have the biggest payoff. So maybe for them, it's, I'm going to do just the one, three, five, like that's all I'm going to do. Or I'm going to pour myself a cup of coffee and practice gratitude you know, like, and it's going to be so dependent on each person and where they're at and like what they feel like would benefit them the most to change their emotional state going into the day. Um, So I've had clients like they actually do better with almost like a night routine where they do all the things they would do in the morning at night. And then in the morning they review it. And then if anything else pops up, they just make a little note. 
because they're more nighttime and their commute is long or like, you know, logistically, it's just their morning routine goes into night. Um, I've had clients that are like, I can't do my morning routine at home because of X, Y, and Z, or I don't want to. So I'm going to do it at work. I'm going to go into a separate conference room, pour myself the free coffee there and do it there. Or I need my work calendar. So I want to have it at my desk or like, it doesn't matter what it is. And there's no, doesn't look a certain way. So I think it's like super dependent on the person and starting really fucking small. Like I don't have anyone spend more than like two to three minutes um, with their morning routine as they start. So like, if you have no morning routine, how the hell would you expect to like all of a sudden have this like 15 minute morning routine? So like super, super, super small. And remembering like, that's how habits are built. They're not built going from zero to a hundred. Cause then you'll, you'll do that for a few days and then you'll be like, this is too fucking hard. Like, fuck this. So just starting really small, letting your ego down and just being like, okay, what I've tried in the past hasn't worked. So let's try a different way, which is just make it easier for yourself. (laughs) Love that. All very, very important points. Um, Marcy. Yeah, very similar to Sam. Most of my clients when they start working with me have no semblance of a morning or evening routine. And again, because we're trying to change behaviors and there can be a lot involved when it comes to that, you got to start as small as possible. So if these people are, you know, maybe new to exercise and not consistent with getting to the gym or they're trying to change the nutrition and that feels very overwhelming, I'm not going to throw a complicated 10 step, 30 minute morning routine at them. That's just that's setting themselves up for failure and, and just like more overwhelmed than is necessary. So what I like to look at is what in the client's life are they struggling with the most and then starting there. So maybe like, for example, I have a client right now who's really struggling with her step count and she does have a little bit of extra time in the morning where she can go for a morning walk. So I said, okay, that is going to be your new morning routine. Even if it's just 10 minutes, get up, go for a walk. And you know, that's that. So for somebody else, it might be, I feel like a frazzled mess all day long and I get to the end of the day and feel like I haven't accomplished anything. So we'll start with the, the to-do list or whatever you want to call it. So yeah, just meeting the person where they are and looking at what is going to make the most impact in their life due to what they are struggling with the most at that time. And then creating the routine around that. And then once that feels doable, then like it's become a habit and uh, then you can add other steps on from there. And you know, some people will come to me and they are already doing things like, oh, I already have a journaling practice or I pray in the morning. I already meditate. It's like, okay, great. Then we can add something else. Yeah, love that. The key is always in the simple. You're not wrong there. Kim. Well, ladies, as you can imagine, this is not currently a part of my coaching because this is just not something I do. Um, I will say some of the things that Marcy just mentioned are things I work on with clients because um, if sleep habits are an issue, we talk about you know how that can be addressed. Um, I do have certain clients who they need to get movement in and first thing in the morning to make their steps work. So we talk about that. Um, I do have clients who pre-logging their food is the key for them. So we do have them tackle that first thing, but a dedicated morning routine 
currently is not part of my coaching because it's just not something, as you can imagine, who coaches somebody on something that they don't do or have any familiarity or, or competence in. So for now, that's not a part of my coaching. We shall see. We shall see moving forward what happens with mine. But interestingly enough, what you're already doing with your clients is having them do things which are relevant and helpful to them first thing in the morning. So actually, although you're saying you don't coach them on a morning routine, yes. really knowing that's what you're doing, that's superpower coaching, that is. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, amazing. Um, so I would say yes, yes, yes to all of that. Keeping it simple is so important. Um, I tend to start with something called the one minute um, morning routine with new clients, which is basically pick, you know, between one and three things, which, you know, you're going to be happy to do in the morning that are relevant and helpful. And then all you have to do is do them for a minute. And then we just really work on getting the kind of, you know, in, in inverted comp is it inverted or is it speech marks? Why do I always get that wrong? Speech marks. Um, do you get the reps in on developing the consistency with it? So just making sure that even if you get up one morning and you forget for some reason, that when you remember, you just quickly go and even if it's just for 30 seconds, you just go and, and do it anyway, just to keep the kind of consistency going with it because that's going to be the key to just helping you to be able to, you know, have it just as something you do every morning. Um, Sarah, you just, you just kind of made me think like, I think it's also like something that maybe isn't talked about. And I kind of forgot about this is like, why, like, why do you want to do a morning routine? You yeah. know, because it's one thing to be like, Oh, I need to have a morning routine. It's another thing to be like, no, I want the life I want. And when I don't, have a morning routine I feel like the day takes me over I think that was a huge shift I remember like one of my clients Krista shout out Krista if you're listening um she we were trying to get clear on like why she was having such a hard time getting up in the morning and she realized like she just didn't have a clear like why the morning routine actually mattered for her and we found out like was like okay like what is not having a morning routine costing you and she realized oh actually what happens is I am in meetings with people I don't want to talk to. I'm on phone calls I don't want to have. I'm giving my time away to all these people. I'm checking my email. And I never carved out the space for me. And it feels like shit at the end of the day. And I was like, well, then why do you want it? And she's like, because I want to take back control of my life. And I was like, like, yeah, there's like mind-blowing realization. Like, actually, this is the core of why I want it. And literally, since that day, she has had the most solid fucking morning routine. Like she had this like amazing breakthrough of, oh my God, I was letting the day run me. Like that's what's happening. And she, now she hasn't missed a single morning. Like it's so, it's so cool. And she just realized that little shift. So maybe that's helpful for you guys. Yeah, that's so powerful. So actually on that, you should, you know, sit down and take five, 10 minutes to just really ask yourself that reverse question what is it costing me to not have a morning routine like how how is it making me show up in my day what am I not doing for myself and just really paint the picture and maybe paint the picture of you know what it would look like if you did have the morning routine so that you can just kind of give yourself a different focus and so that's all amazing thank you so much for all of that and I guess what I would like to do just to finish although I don't want to let you go but I would like one piece of 
wisdom as parting advice um, that you would give our lovely listeners on something where something that they can do if they've never if they haven't got a morning routine what could they do tomorrow morning when they get up to kind of give them a good start on actually building one so just one piece of advice who wants to go kim well look i'll tell you what i'm gonna do ladies um <laughs> uh so i'm i've already written it down here on my pad and literally the second we get off the phone i'm hopping on amazon i'm gonna buy myself an alarm clock and I'm going to put that dang phone away. Um, I, haven't, I think I'm going to put it down here in my office and I'm not going to touch it. Um, and I'm just going to start there because it's hard to have a routine because I really, I'm so friggin' excited in the morning to see what's going on with all my people that I really do. Like I hop on my, I hop on my client staff and I want to see what everybody has to say, but I think I'll show up better for them if I have a, a few minutes to myself, yeah. you know, without getting caught up and like, Oh, you know, what's going on with everybody else. So I'm going to start there um, by just disconnecting myself from social media and email and all of that stuff first thing in the morning. So I guess my advice is look for a super duper small place to start because that's all I'm committing to right now is I'm just going to alarm clock so I don't have to look at my phone. Yeah, I love that. I that's going to be such a game changer, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> so good. So good. Marcy, what would your past piece of passing advice be? Oh, Kim took mine. I was going to say start small as well. <laughs> no, I, I guess mine will be try to go to bed earlier in the evening so that you can wake up a little bit earlier in the morning and allow yourself that time and space to actually do the things that you need to do. Yeah, love that. Sam? Um. Yeah, those two things are huge, uh, what, what you and uh, Marcy and Kim, you guys both said. I think um, doing something that you love in the morning, like first thing. Um, so, you know, say you get the alarm thing going, uh, do something you want to do. Like, not that you feel like you have to do or should do or need to do. Like, what do you want to do? For me, that thing is coffee. That's the first thing I do. I like, I'm like, I love coffee. I just want some. So I give myself permission to have some coffee and it feels nice because it's like a little reward for getting the fuck out of bed. <laughs> so yeah, enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, just please remember that the morning routine is not, to be, is not meant to be something that is stressful. It's not meant to add into kind of overwhelm. It's meant to be set up to actually help you to start your day in the right way. So the one thing that I would say would be tomorrow morning, um, sit up, put your feet on the floor and maybe just start off actually saying something nice to yourself um, and take it, from, take it from there, like open your eyes and say something, say something good so that you can walk into the day thinking, yeah, do you know what? I'm pretty freaking good, me. Thank you. And that's it. Ladies, thank you so, so much for all of your awesome um, honesty and also your insights and contributions, valuable as always. And we hope you, the listener, have enjoyed this episode and we will very much look forward to welcoming you back very, very soon. Goodbye for now. Bye. All right, that wraps up another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. 
Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We know that life is crazy and time is precious and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. We love you, we appreciate you, and we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode. Four women, one mission. We are the Decades of Strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.